Welcome everybody back to an all new episode of Geek Vibes Live Interview. I've got a very special guest today. Uh, you may know him from the recent um, release, Super Troopers 2. Uh, he's also been uh, in a couple other films, uh, Club Dread, Dukes of Hazard. Uh, I'm talking with the uh, very funny, very talented actor, uh, Eric Stolansky. How are you doing today, sir? Hey, I'm great. How are you today? Uh, I'm doing really well. I appreciate you uh, taking the time out of your busy schedule to uh, speak with me today. Yeah, my pleasure. My pleasure. All right. So, uh, you know, as you know, I kind of went over just a little bit about, um, you know, some of the movies you've been in. Uh, most people, they're going to recognize you right off the bat from Super Troopers. Um, we'll definitely get into that um, in just a little bit. But first, I just want to I just want to kind of find out, you know, how did you get into acting and comedy? Yeah, well, I was at uh, Colgate University, and I was buddies with these guys named uh, Kevin and Jay and Steve and Paul, and uh, we were friends at school, and Jay got offered to put up a show. He uh, Actually, a director wanted to put on a play, and he said he wasn't interested in doing the play, but he was wondering if he could put together a comedy group, and he had done some work in Improbolific in Chicago, and I uh, was a big fan of Silent Live growing up, and so the guy said, sure. So he put together a group of friends. We formed a sketch comedy group at Colgate University many moons ago, and here we are, six movies later with Super Troopers 2. So when you meet Jay and uh, the, the rest of the group, I mean, is do y'all just like immediately mesh together? I mean, because you all bring something unique to, uh, to the group, um, but I mean, do y'all just mesh well? Do y'all kind of know... Um, what kind of comedy y'all want to go with? I mean, how do you actually just get into that? How do y'all become Broken Lizard? <laughs> well, you know, we've known each other since we were teenagers, so we've uh, spent many, many, many hours together. And uh, I guess we all have a very similar sensibility since we were all pals in college. And, um, you know, we've had different members in the group over the years, and I think uh, maybe because we have the same sensibility, the five of us have stuck together over the years. So that's probably how we've gelled. Is uh, is Kevin Heffernan the you know the the guy that plays Farva in Super Troopers? He's also uh, in uh, you know cameos a little bit here and there on the Goldbergs. Uh, is is he like is his persona like that in in real life? Because I've watched him in other movies and he almost comes off the the same person. I mean, is he like that? Uh, you know, in person as he is uh, on screen. <laughs> he may beg to differ, but we like to say yes. So we pretty much... Let him grow a mustache and throw a piece of gum in his mouth, and he becomes instant Farva. <laughs> so pretty much he's playing, uh, you know, himself 24-7. No matter what he's doing, he, he's <laughs> he's pretty much being him. Hopefully he's not listening when I say it's true. No, um, Kevin is actually a very intelligent, um, measured human being. He is a lawyer, and he's passed the bar in New York and Connecticut. He's a the most organized one of our group 
so he is not really, you know, Farva-esque, but he can slip into it pretty easily. Now there are times you catch him being Farva. <laughs> now, when you went to when when you went to college, I mean, did you always know from an early uh, you know standpoint that you wanted to be in acting, or was it just something you know you got with the guys and y'all were like, hey, we're really good at this, uh, you know, let's work on this and and see where it goes. Yeah, I mean, I certainly didn't have any plans to become an actor. I mean, growing up, uh, I was sort of pre-med. I thought maybe I'd become a doctor. And uh, I don't think, you know, when we first started the group, there was any feeling like, wow, we're great at this. We should keep going. I think, you know, we did it. We did it in college the first semester. And I think it was just we had fun doing it. Uh, there wasn't a sketch comedy group in college at school. So, you know, audiences liked the, this idea that there was something new, that we were parroting teachers and sororities and fraternities and, um, you know, local officers. So we were kind of holding up a mirror to the community and, and the students liked that. And then uh, after we graduated, Paul had moved back to Colorado. I'd moved back to Minnesota, and we got a phone call this summer saying, hey, we're, you know, it's really fun. Would you ever consider coming out to New York and maybe we'll try to put the group back together? And um, I think we just formed again after we graduated because we thought there was a lot of fun in it, and it kind of delayed having to get a real job. So it wasn't necessarily the sense that we thought we were great at it, we had to do it. It was that uh, we had a great time doing it. Now, hey, the 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 main core, you know, from from Super Troopers and some of the other movies, is it are the are the main the the main group for Broken Lizard? Is it is it you, Jay, uh, Paul, Steve, and Kevin, or have, have? Yes, that's correct. Okay, and you said there were some past members. Is there anybody that's that's been in the group um, that that's well known, or just just some people that were kind of uh, close with y'all that were in the group and then then left? Yeah, well, that we at the times we had up to 11 people in the group. We uh, we've had three different female members in the group, and uh, you know they, you know, it, it's a very challenging life because you don't make any money and you're kind of grinding it out and you're waiting tables during the day only to do comedy on weekends for no money. So they decided that they wanted to have uh, families and careers and move on. But there was a member in our group back in college by a guy named Ted Griffin, who has gone on to have a very successful career probably more successful than we've been. He uh, ended up creating the Ocean's Eleven series. He's uh, written a lot of movies. He's become a very successful screenwriter. Um, uh, Ocean's Eleven was one of them, and I and uh, Harriers, I think, was a TV show he created on FX. So, so he's had a lot of big uh, credits to his name. Oh yeah, Terriers. I remember that. Uh, Donald Logue was in that. It was really, you know, a pretty good show. And then of course, Ocean's yeah, Eleven is really good right. as well. So yep, yep. the first film I see you, you know, listed as you, you start in a, a movie called Puddle Cruiser in 1996. Was that your actual first acting gig, or did, had you done something else previously? Well, previous that I was, uh, you know, mostly uh, work just working with Broken Lizard. We were doing sketch comedy in New York, and Puddle Cruiser was the first. Uh, independent feature that we made as Broken Lizard. It was a very low-budget film that we shot at Colgate University in the summertime when nobody was there, and it went to the Sundance Film Festival in 1997. So, yeah, that was probably my first acting gig. Has Broken Lizard ever thought about doing a hostile takeover of Saturday Night Live, where y'all <laughs> just kind of rush in and, and hold the, the cast hostage? Kind of a, let's see who's the better group. Wow, that'd be like a little wrap-off, huh? That's right. That's right. We should get y'all on that uh, drop the mic on TBS. We should we should get y'all on that. That's right, yeah. Yeah. 
against the cast best. No, I think they crush it. No, they're they're great. I love the current uh, cast right now. They're just so talented. If if you could choose a cast, uh, previous cast from Saturday Night Live to go up against, which era do you think you would choose? Like the Adam Sandler, uh, Rob Schneider, or would it be the Sherry O'Terry, Will uh, Will Ferrell type era? I don't think I want to take any of them. I'd be intimidated. They're all so talented. I mean, they're huge movie stars now. I think I think you're selling yourself short. I, I, I think There's the original Bill Murray era. Yeah. Yeah, Bill. Yeah, the the classics that. with uh with Eddie Murphy. No, you, yeah, you you guys are you guys are great. I mean, and you know, you come up with, Okay, so let's get into Super Troopers a little bit. How who's the brainchild behind that? Are y'all just sitting around and is it just <laughs> like you're making fun of cops or is it that you're just uh, and it's an idea for another movie, and you're like, hey, maybe if we became troopers instead of this. I mean, how how does Super Troopers, you know, come to be? Yeah, no, it's definitely not making fun of cops. Um, if I sort of remember the inciting incident for it was, we, uh, you know, we were a broke comedy group, so we always would travel together in one car together, and we'd stay in one hotel together, and we were on the road to a, a wedding that we had to go to, so we were piled in Jay's beautiful car and got pulled over for speeding. You know, and Jay's like, God, you know, how you kind of think you're going to tell off this cop when they come to the window, but then they come up to give you the ticket, and you kind of just uh, turn into a sniveling wimp a little bit, right? You're like, yeah, yes, sir, of course, sir, whatever you need, sir, whatever I can do. Thank you so much. Sorry for speeding, sir. And then we're like, oh, big talker, you really told him off, you know, but we realize that these officers have really a ton of power when they come up to the window. But then we thought, well, what if these guys that have so much power and a lot of time on their hands kind of patrolling a long stretch of highway with not much to do, what if they decided to create games to play on speeders? And that was where the original idea for Super Troopers came from. Whose idea was it to do the gag where the police car pulls you over but then just blows right past you, uh, you know, near the, the car that's pulled over and then and then backs up? Who, who, who came up with that? Who thought that would be funny? Oh, man, that's a good idea. I don't know. We write everything so collaboratively. You know, I don't know if there's ever sort of an origin of who writes what joke. Um, we do a lot of what's called riffing is like, um, oh, the way the, the way the script works, and I don't want to get too tangential, but, uh, the way that our writing process works is, um, you know, we sit around, we come up with an idea that always has to have something with five guys in it. And so the police, how we patrol said, well, you have five guys that are equal parts in the ensemble. And then, uh, you kind of outline what a plot would be with the beginning, middle, end, as you would, if you were a term paper, you'd have an, uh, opening, a body, and then a conclusion. And then we're all writers, and so we divide it up by each five parts. Each of us takes a fifth. You write about 20, 25 pages in the first draft. Um, and then after that, we very collaboratively read, read every section, and we try to riff on every joke, every character. And so collaboratively among the five of us, we're always developing stuff. Um, and so it's very hard to go back and try to figure out who came up with one joke or the other or one character or one bit. Uh, as we all try to develop a script together, does that make any sense? Yeah, it, it it makes sense. I mean, there's just so much stuff going on. It's kind of funny just to kind of pinpoint, you know, who came up with what. And they can sit back and say, "Oh, that was genius." Uh, I mean, there's so many great gags in the movie. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm sure that it's probably hard to pinpoint everything. Um, I, I do want to ask this though, since in the first movie, you know, you're the rookie, uh, and they, you know, they play a lot of gags and stuff on you. Was it your idea to do the uh, screw the bear in the wood scene? 
That's probably like one of the. That's probably one of the most hilarious scenes uh, in in the entire movie. So, was that your idea, or they were like, "Hey, you know, we want you to do this. This is this. We're you're doing this. I don't want to do it." That's really funny. Um, you know, um, the way that it came about, and it wasn't uh, individually mine. We again, like, again, I remember a lot of our ideas came when we were kind of cruising around in cars. This one car, we were driving this car, uh, and. It was a long stretch of going through Ohio, back to New York City, and there was a very woodsy area. And we thought, well, what if you looked over and you saw a guy having sex with a bear in the woods? Would you call the police? And then if you called the police and they picked up the phone and you said to them that you saw a guy having sex with a bear, would they think that you're pranking them? Would they actually go out to investigate? And if they got out to investigate and they got there and they saw it, what would they do? So... Um, it definitely was like a fun just conversation we're having in the car at the time, and we're laughing, and we thought it was a pretty funny idea and a pretty funny visual. Um, but then we grounded it even through another layer on it by making a Halloween costume that we used as a distraction uh, to get these guys out of the station. Yeah, it's 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 one of the more bizarre uh, but hilarious scenes uh, in in Super Troopers. So uh, I, I just definitely had to ask since that was like one of your your top moments. I mean, there there's some other ones uh, as well in the movie that, but that probably takes the cake. Um, but you know, y'all y'all come up with this idea for this movie. Uh, you know, the the budget online's listed anywhere from one to three million dollars, but at the box office it explodes. Uh, it's, it's, it did $23.2 million. Uh, it's huge. I mean, so did you ever in your, did any of y'all ever imagine that this movie would, would take off like it did? Oh man, never. Not, not in the wildest dreams. Do we ever think it ever as much success as it did? You know, we made a very low budget film. You know, the, the budget was around a million bucks. Just, uh, there's one guy is entering a, is it a investment banker was retiring and he wanted to get into producing film but didn't really know how to get into the film business you know he's out of New York City and didn't and never had a foot in the door so uh, a friend told us that he was interested in trying to find a script so we sent it to him and not thinking a million years a guy who's retired investment banker or whatever find a movie about cops that pull over people and play games on them would find it entertaining but he liked it and said he gave us a million bucks to make it independently so you know, we had to go make it ourselves and get into Sundance and then hope anyone would like it. So, yeah, we just did a small little comedy we made and never thought it would have the success that it did. So we were uh, absolutely grateful and feel very blessed. And when you when you're you're coming up with the idea for that movie, uh, you know, you're trying to cast it. Who? You know, how did you know? I mean, y'all went out and got some. You know, Daniel von Bargen. You got um, uh, his name actually just slipped my Brian tongue. Cox. Yeah, Brian Cox. So you go and yep. you, you go and get them. How how do you approach them? Are they just like, I don't even need to read the script. That sounds fabulous. I'm gonna do it. Or do you really have to sell uh, the movie to them? So I mean, it's this movie's like a million dollar budget, like you said. They don't know it's gonna take off. Y'all don't know that it's gonna take off. But you're selling to some actors who you know have been in the game a while. You know, Bargain's been in Seinfeld, and and Brian Cox is in X Men, and all kinds of other movies. So, I mean, how do you sell that to them? Yeah, yeah. Bon, bon Bargain was in nothing in the middle of the time, and had been in um, Seinfeld. So we, we knew he was a very funny actor. Brian had been the original Hannibal. Um, so originally when we were casting O'Hagan, we were going to try to find a comedic actor. So we kind of made a wish list. And Bill Murray was the number one guy. And um, 
but it's very hard. Like you said, it was a low-budget film, and uh, we knew it was going to probably cost our whole budget to try to get a, a guy like Bill Murray, and who knows if he would do a small movie like that. So what you do is you hire a casting director, and they send out um, a description of the characters to all the agents in Los Angeles. So if you're trying to cast a film and you want to get a big actor, you basically hire a casting director first, and they send out the, the role and the description of the, of the character to the agents. So all of a sudden we got an incoming phone call from an agent saying, uh, would you ever consider one of my clients, his name is Brian Cox, he, uh, he would love to do a comedy. And we're like, wow, that's interesting. You know, he's done these really dramatic roles, but we'd never seen him really do a comedy role, but we knew he's such a, an actor with such heft. And uh, we thought that was interesting, you know, to try to actually really anchor our movie with somebody with such a, uh, you know, a seasoned stage actor as Brian. Um, and the reason that he came to us and approached us about it was that he, he never gets cast in comedy roles because he's such a dramatic actor. But growing up, he loved Jerry Lewis, and he loved comedy films, and he always wanted to be in a comedy. So he thought this was an opportunity to try to get cast in a film by trying an independent film that might you know, be like a Sundance movie. Because you know, if you try to do a Will Ferrell film, it's a little bit harder. You're just not seen as a comedian. Yeah, so... And it just turned out to be a great mix for us. Yeah, and Brian Cox was was great in that movie. I mean, y'all all just played so well off of each other. Um, was there was there ever a time like, you know, just I, I I watch people on TV and I see them doing a role and then I see the outtakes and I see them all the time laughing. Uh, how do y'all get through a, a, a taping session? I mean, is it like fifty takes, twenty takes? I mean, I just feel like you'd be busting out laughing through the entire movie. I don't see how you would even get it filmed. Yeah, it, it's, uh, you know, you have to really work at that. You try to rehearse it, and so you kind of try to get the, some of the giggles out, because especially when we were shooting the first one, we said no time and no money, and we were shooting on film, so you only got about one or two takes per shot, uh, per scene, and so you really kind of had to try to keep a straight face. But, yeah, you bust out. You know, at times when somebody says something wrong, or, you know, you, those kind of end up in the DVD extras or on, on the... Uh, Boober reel, but you know it's uh, time is money. You got to try to get it done, so you try to be professional and uh, try not to laugh. That was <laughs> easy. Oh, I, I bet. I, I still just don't understand how people do it, but I mean, I guess it's all about being a professional. Um, <laughs> so you know, Super Troopers comes out. It's huge. Uh, then you know, Club Dread comes out. Um, I, I love that movie. I actually, I think it's hilarious. It's a little bit more a dark comedy, a little bit darker than Super Troopers. I mean, you, it was actually a surprise twist, you know, spoiler alert to anybody who hasn't seen it. Uh, you know, you actually turn out to be the villain, which was, you know, pretty crazy. Um, I definitely did not see that coming. Uh, but then uh, Beer Fest comes out. So your production budget's a little, a little bit higher on that. Actually, I love Super Troopers, but Beer Fest is... Uh, um, is you know one of my top movies, top comedic uh, comedic movies of all time, and y'all actually go and get um, even more uh, you know great actors. You you with Beer Fest, you go and get Donald Sutherland, you get Will Forte, uh, Willie Nelson, Cloris Leachman. I mean, uh, I mean, so how how does that? I mean, I guess in Germany they probably do have a Beer Fest, but what was it like uh, you know shooting that that movie? You know, and what was it like going out and getting? Uh, some of those uh, top name actors. Yeah, I mean, I, obviously working with Cloris was fantastic. Um, 
you know, after Super Troopers had some success, I think we were able to then kind of reach out to some other actors, and they looked back and saw that it wasn't just our first-time movie, that they actually we had a track record and had a box and box of success. Uh, what I thought was the biggest coup that we got, though, was Jurgen Prock now, because we had the play on Das Boot, and we had the submarine scene. Uh, so when we got Jurgen to actually play the German um, bad main, main guy, I hate to say bad guy, but, you know, the main German uh, guy and then do that Das Boot scene. I thought to us that was like a great coup to be able to get him to play this uh, submarine boat scene when he said, "I'm sorry, I've had a bad experience with these ones," which I loved. Now there, there's a there's something on uh, 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 it's out there on the internet. Uh, Wikipedia actually has it as well. It's kind of a how the movie became to be. I'm going to ask you, and you can tell me if that's true or not. But I guess y'all got the concept. It's saying y'all were at a beer garden in Australia. And y'all went on stage dressed in police officer uniforms and challenged uh, the top five drinkers to a chug-off. And it says yeah, Paul so they, Soder yeah. started drinking, and <laughs> I guess y'all, y'all lost. So that's how it came to be. <laughs> so the story of how we uh, came up with the idea for Beer Fest is uh, after Super Triggers came out, we had some success in the U.S., and Fox sent us to Australia to open it in Australia. But the movie hadn't come out, and nobody knew who we are. And they kept sending us to these really kind of bizarre places to promote the movie. They sent us to a mall in Melbourne, Australia. They sent us to a tire store in the Gold Coast. And eventually there's a, a beer garden where they're having this big, uh, you know, uh, beer, kind of like an Oktoberfest-type style thing that was in a town in Australia. And they wanted us to go up on stage and tell everyone to stop drinking, having a good time, and tell them to go see Super Troopers this weekend. And they sent us up in our uniforms. And we're like, are you kidding me? These guys are going to kill us. Like, they don't know who we are. They're going to throw stuff at us. So we said, well, maybe we'll, what if we go up and we try to grab their attention by challenging their top five beer drinkers to a beer competition. That way, at least uh, they won't hate us as much. It might be interesting. So we went up there and challenged them. And five guys run up on stage immediately. Like, oh, yeah, of course. We'd love to you, Yanks. And they run up on stage. And we did a line chug against these guys. And we had the audience at this point. That was fantastic. And they're cheering. And uh, we had a good competition going, but, uh, you know, one member in our group, I won't say who, but you may have already mentioned it, um, you know, got behind by a little bit, a valiant effort, but ultimately the Aussies beat us. Um, and then we challenged them to an arm wrestling competition, and we beat them in that, so we got our vengeance. But we came back and thought that was a funny idea, like what if every com- every, every country had a beer drinking co- uh, team, beer drinking team, and then if they had it, then we also threw that idea together with blood sports that had underground Kumite. And that's where we got the idea for Beer Fest. Ah, uh, yes. Such a great movie. And that's a funny story to, to find out that, you know, you actually are promoting one movie and you get the concept for another movie while you're promoting the other one. Um, you know, Super Troopers 2 is out now. Uh, it's a great film. I think it's, you know, got even more hilarious gags than the first one. Uh, this movie, you know, um, I actually participated in. You know, you reached out to the fans. Uh, I guess y'all only had so much uh, budget, and y'all reached out through Kickstarter uh, to be able to earn some, some more uh, money for the film. It's actually doing, um, from what I'm seeing, is doing, you know, quite well um, at the box office domestically. Um, are there, I guess there's plans to open it up, um, you know, worldwide. Do you know when that's uh, actually going to, to happen, uh, uh, overseas? 
Um, it opened in Australia the same time. That was on 420 as well. And I believe it's going to open up in England and other countries, uh, Europe. Um, I don't know exactly, but I would say within the next six to eight weeks. Okay, good. I don't have an exact date. So is there any plans, um, you know, with the success of the first Super Troopers and Super Troopers 2? Are y'all working towards Super Troopers 3? Will we get to see uh, the trifecta, the return of the Jedi <laughs> of Super Troopers? <laughs> I hope so. We had, yeah, uh, you know, the box office for Super Troopers 2 exceeded all expectations. So the studio is very happy and uh, we're in talk. You know, we would love to do it. We have an idea for an outline and... Um, we're crossing our fingers that it unlocks some opportunities for us. Now, I, I've seen uh, Jay's name several times on uh, the Goldbergs um, in a director's role, and uh, as I stated, uh, Kevin Heffernan, I've seen him on there. Have Have you ever uh, thought about maybe doing a TV show or uh, making an appearance uh, on a sitcom-type show? Yeah, yeah, sure, I'd love to. I've been... Um doing a lot of focusing on writing and like right now I'm on the road driving to do some live stand up. So I've been doing that more than uh, television stuff, but you know, I, I've been in Kirby enthusiasm. I did an episode there, I played Ben. Uh, I did six feet under a couple years, many years back when that was on. Um, yeah. I've started, I have little small parts here in TV shows and movies, but um, you know, now that, yeah, now that I might get back to do it. Yeah. I'm interested. Yeah. Now is, <laughs> is, is, uh, is Adam Goldberg part of the, uh, the broken lizard group? Or are y'all just all, uh, you know, close friends? Yeah, Jay became friends with Adam by, by directing the show. And then Kevin got a part as the uh, chalk-throwing teacher. <laughs> uh, is directing something you think you could get into? Uh, a little bit. I just uh, created a web series that I shot that I directed and uh, I'm trying to get set up. So I may try to start via like a web series and then uh, work my way up to TV. Okay. Well, um, I, I know we uh, said we wouldn't uh, keep you too long. I know you're you're driving, and I uh, appreciate having you on. But before um, I let you go, um, Eric, is there any uh, upcoming projects or uh, charities or anything that you would like to plug? Well, I'm always working with uh, Wounded Warrior Project. Uh, any sort of like and the vets come back that have gotten injured, I love working with those sort of charities. So anytime you can see that can help any vets, uh, please help out any way you can. Otherwise, uh, look for me in a city near you. I'm traveling. I got a bunch of cities through the Midwest right now doing uh, some live shows, uh, which I don't necessarily do traditional stand-up, but I love telling stories, kind of like what we're doing right now. But I tell kind of stories from the original movie, uh, Club Dread, Broken Lizard, Beer Fest, and stuff like that, have a Q&A. So it's kind of an intimate evening out of uh, storytelling. Do so, yeah, you can check me on social media if you want to see any of those dates. Uh, Eric Stolhansky at Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Uh, and uh, do do you uh, or, or any of the other guys, y'all ever uh, make any stops in the the Tennessee Nashville area? Uh, yeah, we uh, when we first started, our, we did a live tour, all five of us back in 2009. We did a nationwide tour for about a year, and we started at Zany's in Nashville. So we have a warm place in our heart for Nashville. Okay. All right. Well, Eric, yeah. I appreciate you uh, taking the time to speak with me today. Uh, I'm a big fan. I love your movies and I uh, love the group. So everything that y'all, everything that y'all put out to me uh, is hilarious. So hopefully uh, we can get, you know, some more, uh, another Super Troopers uh, for sure. Uh, maybe even a, a Beer Fest too or anything. So I appreciate having you on and uh, hopefully, um, you know, 
your comedic um, gig goes well. And uh, everybody, please check out uh, Eric on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and uh, also check out the Wounded Warrior Project. Great. And if you haven't seen Super Troopers 2, still in theaters, go check it out. That's right. Don't go see Infinity War this weekend. Go see Super Troopers 2. That's right. That's right. That will be in theaters much longer than ours. So go see Super Troopers 2 before it leaves because Infinity yeah, the Infinity Wars is crushing us with all the theaters that it takes up. So hopefully it'll uh, be around for a couple more weeks at least. Oh, it's going to be around, I, I bet. Yeah, it'll be there. Cool, man. I appreciate the, uh, the conversation. It's fun talking to you. Yeah, it's been great talking to you. I appreciate having you on. And uh, next time you have something you want to plug or you know something comes up, I'd love to have you back on. Thank you. Thank you. I'll be in uh, Louisville, uh, Kentucky next week. Oh, nice. Right up the road, about four hours from us. Not too bad, yeah. Nope. You reach if your audience reaches that far that'd be great yeah yeah it, the the audience goes all over we have people all over uh the united states canada uh yeah england so everybody everybody listens everywhere terrific well great man thanks i appreciate the conversation i appreciate talking to you it's been a blast and uh hope you have a great day thanks you too all right thanks sir appreciate it okay okay bye, bye. All right, everybody, that's been uh, Eric Stolansky with uh, Super Troopers and Broken Lizard. I uh, hope everybody enjoyed that interview as much as I did. And uh, just make sure you stay tuned to Geek Vibes Nation uh, for more great interviews coming up in the future. And also make sure you check out our uh, Geek Vibes Live every Sunday afternoon. And uh, on Wednesdays, we have Wrestling Geeks Alliance. So have a great day, and remember Geek Vibes Nation, we are for geeks by geeks.